Matthew 26:40 says, "And he, Jesus, came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, "So, could you not watch with me one hour?" Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church. As always, I am one of the pastor elders here. My name is Bryce. Not as always, but very gratefully, we have with us uh, someone who probably several of you already know, actually, and I was just talking with him before we started, and it seems like if I talk to a godly young man in Evansville that doesn't attend here, or even that does attend here, they almost always have a connection with this man somehow. This is Jeff Knight from over at Westwood. Jeff, thank you so much for being with us today. That's my pleasure, Bryce. And I give glory to God for what you just said. It's a pleasure to be part of what God's doing. Probably of everyone who doesn't attend Faith Bible Church, I hear about you almost the most. (laughs) As I'm interacting with young, especially campus outreach folk, Musa, others, and... Say, how are, you, how are you doing spiritually? Well, Saturday I was at, <laughs> of course you were, yeah. at Jeff Knight's Bible study. Of course you were. So we're very grateful for your ministry here. And I think, I've, I think we've been somewhat tag-teaming post-campus outreach weddings, because I think you had one just recently. That's right. That uh, you did. Yeah, Caleb Kilburn, yeah, Libby, Libby Dominguez. I officiated a couple weeks ago. It was yeah. a real privilege oh. to do that. And then I've got Kevin and Hallie coming oh, up. That's great. Yeah. So, all I don't know. close friends, right? Yeah, that's, they are. All yeah. close friends. And then we've got Patrick and Beth Ann. So, well, I thought we'd get started here. We've been talking about prayer here at Faith Bible Church for a whole quarter, and we've talked a lot of different things about prayer. We're coming toward the end of this quarter, and I wanted to focus a bit on different types of prayer. So we're going to be talking about flare prayers, where you just throw one up to the sky and pray in the moment. The hours, just meaning praying at different times during the day, talking about that. What I wanted to talk about today is maybe what we first think of when we think of prayer, which is having just one set-aside, regular, extended period of time where we are praying. But before we jump into it, not everybody knows you. Most probably do, but not everybody. So maybe as we get started, would you mind just sharing how you came to know Christ? Yeah, thanks, Bryce. I'd love to. The I grew up on the west side of Evansville, just like five houses up from Sacred Heart Catholic Church. Had nothing but Catholic friends growing up, but we had a large family. And, um, you know, I, we would set, and my parents didn't go to church, but it's interesting, you know, when I was growing up, uh, the Billy Graham Association would buy network TV at prime time. So they'd have his crusades on uh, a couple of times a year, and we'd watch those crusades. And I don't know how many years I watched and how many times I accepted Christ, you know, at the end when he had the altar call. But uh, there was a point in time when I was a senior in high school, we went back to Westwood. It was 12th Avenue General Baptist Mm -hmm. at the time on Easter. And uh, we went and worshiped Uh, the Lord. Just I could just sense the Lord drawing me. And but when I started college that fall, I went back permanently and I've been going to Westwood since then, you know, almost without miss, other than the fact when I spent three years in Indy going to law school. But um, he drew me, and I couldn't tell you for sure when I came to really realize who he was and that he was Lord and Savior of my life. But it was during that time in college, which is one of the reasons why I enjoy doing college ministry, because I had no one to disciple me during that time. And I, I felt that void. 
And so I enjoy doing that today. But there was a point in time when I was broken over my sin, and I acknowledged him as Lord and Savior. But it was during that time in college. And I know that you've been involved in banking and, like you talked about, law school. But just recently, and I didn't know this till we just talked before this podcast, yeah, yeah. you are now full-time in ministry. That's right, yeah. Do you want to give a little plug for what? Oh, sure. I'd love, love to. And the uh, Lord led me to start what last year was called Veritas Ministries, which is Latin for truth. But uh, this spring, Christian Baird and I, we retained and hired a, a, a web designer from Indianapolis. And the, after a few weeks of interviews and things like that, they came back to us and they said, we think you should change the name of the ministry. I went, okay, uh, what should we call it? And they said, Emmet. And I went, okay, what does that mean? They said, well, in Hebrew, it means truth. And I just felt like it was uh, more honoring to the Lord to use a word from the Bible for the name of the ministry. So Emmet, E-M-E-T, ministry.org. You can check us out online. Uh, that's, that's it. We just launched our website two weeks ago. But I've been involved in this ministry of college, right, as you know, for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. But full-time now, uh, Emmett Ministries here in Evansville, and our mission is to help the church grow in discipleship. Well, what a surprising divine coincidence. You don't know this, but we named our first child Elyram, which from Hebrew, my God is exalted. We picked a Hebrew name for our second child. His name is E-M-E-T. That's great. Emmett. <laughs> that same, from that same basis, Emmett. So... Wow, I like this ministry already. <laughs> oh, great, great. You <laughs> know, we, we just pray that God uses it for his glory and mm-hmm. the further people's development and growth in Christ. Um, may it be. Well, as we're talking about prayer, and especially this kind of extended time of prayer, I remember it was the evangelist Leonard Ravenhill, who was always very fiery. And one of the nice, provocative, fiery things he said is he would say, we're Christians. We don't tell lies. We sing them, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> referring yep. to some of the lofty ideals of our hymns. And the one that strikes me more than any other of our hymns is Sweet Hour of Prayer, because the title itself for many of us is probably a lie, to have a sweet hour of prayer. Not that that's an impossibility, and maybe you're listening saying, I have that all the time. Well, pray for me to have that as well, please. But Sweet Hour of Prayer in our age can be a real challenge. Especially when I'm looking back at this text we started with, Matthew 26, 40, when Jesus is rebuking Peter, could you not watch with me one hour? I was looking at one of the commentaries and said, well, what's meant there is even one hour, as if in his day, that was a small thing, like just for one hour. That's right. (laughs) Like, wow. But today that would be, we consider that quite a length of time. So what I want to do at the outset before we get to some questions is just make clear that Although I've titled this podcast Sweet Hour of Prayer, I'm not really interested in a time period of 60 minutes. We're just talking about a time period that is set aside, whatever its length, where we are just focused on praying. Amen. That's right. So, Jeff, a few questions I have for those of us who want to have a good set-aside time of prayer. One is that some of us have been so frustrated in our attempts that we've kind of just given up on it, and we just console ourselves by saying, well, I just pray throughout the day. I throw up a prayer here and there when I'm driving. I pray. I don't really have a specific set time of prayer. Do you have any counsel for someone who's thinking in that way? Yeah, I do. You know, uh, the you call them flare prayers. I, would, I, I learned a long time ago they were as you were going praying. And um, 
that it's interesting that from my perspective, this set period of time that you're talking about feeds the quality of that flare prayer or as you're going praying. So if you're not, if you're not spending a set apart time, you know, where he says, you know, shut to the door. So we call it shut to the door praying in my Bible studies on Saturday. You, you, if you don't shut to the door and pray, whether, whether it's for five minutes, ten minutes, if you, can, if you can do it for an hour, beautiful. Then that as you are going or that flare prayer, the quality of that isn't as good. And, and so if you're praying while you're walking, while you're working, while you're driving, it feeds that quality time. You can't wait to go, I want to spend set apart time where I shut the door and where he sees me praying in secret and rewards me in secret. So that hidden life of prayer is so important. And so it really thrilled me, uh, Bryce, when you called me to talk about this. This is one of my favorite subjects. Uh, and, and as part of my discipleship ministry, this is what I focus on. Wow. that's Well, I had thought of, uh, as I was thinking through subjects, if I remember correctly, I just thought, we want this to be someone older and godly, <laughs> which I know you can't say about yourself, Absolutely but I can right. say it about yeah. you. Yeah. And so that doesn't yeah, surprise me that you appreciate this subject. It Almost what you're saying somewhat reminds me, and I don't remember where I heard this, but I remember someone talking about thinking about prayer like eating, where when you're eating, you have set times of eating. You have mm-hmm. meals. That's right. So you specifically are eating. You sit down, you're focused on it. And then in between them, you'll have snacks. Mm-hmm. But I can attest having young kids in the house who only want to live on snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work. That's right. <laughs> so that also, could, what you're saying, there need to be set times, and those will lead into the shorter periods of time. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. This next question, it's on the podcast, but it's mainly just for me, to be honest, Jeff. <laughs> because this is truly, this is the, the hardest part of prayer for me above everything else, Mm -hmm. is I get distracted. And then I see I'm distracted, so I get discouraged about being distracted. So what counsel would you give basically to me, but also if any of our podcast listeners struggle with distraction as well, do you have anything that helps you to focus when you're praying? Yeah, one of the one of the things you said earlier was about, you know, just uh, planning for the time and uh, uh, developing habits. These guys who will eat three times a day. So you know, I'm discipling a lot of young men. They're strong and they work out. I said, well, let me see your calendar for the week. And they'll show me where they're going, when they're going to be there, and how long they're going to spend. And I said, what you need to do is plan for this. And plan for this time of prayer. If that means you have to get up earlier in the morning, then get up earlier in the morning, go to bed earlier at night in order to uh, be able to have that intimate time. I mean, what he yearns for us to do is to have intimacy with him. He yearns for that and wants us to yearn, yearn for it, to, to grow in that. So the first thing I'd say is, look, d- being distracted is really easy. Uh, there's so many things to distract us the phones. I can't tell you how many times I'll hear phones buzzing on Saturday morning or going off even during worship. I'm sure you've experienced that here. And shut it off, get to a quiet place, and be still, and uh, know who he is. And when you've had those times, you're going to want more. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's fascinating uh, to watch men grow 
in how they will approach prayer. We had two two freshmen come to Saturday morning a year ago, and we we pray for we pray and sing hymns for about forty five minutes before we do Bible study. And it's a little awkward for a new guy to come in and say, "Oh, we're going to sing a cappella with these guys." But after after a few weeks, they said, "That's what I enjoy the most." I said, "Well, thanks a lot. I guess my teaching isn't that great." <laughs> yeah. That's right. But they enjoy coming to pray with one another, and that helps. Mm. So if there's distraction, get with another brother, uh, sisters, get together and help one another. And the other thing, though, is is this: while one guy's praying for thirty minutes, everyone else's minds are drifting. So what I encourage is, is look, we, we want to pray sentence prayers or paragraph prayers at most. Kind of stay on the same subject. And, you know, agree with one another. Listen to what one another is praying. And if you look, he can hear us all at the same time. So, you know, say amen if a brother is saying something that's really pressed on your heart and, you know, blessed your heart. Mm-hmm. And encourage one another because you're, you're right. The first thing we can get is distracted. The critical for me by myself, I need a hymnal and uh, close the door and turn the phone off and be in a quiet place. And singing helps me. And if you look at the hymnal, Bryce, most of the songs you're singing, well, many of the songs you're singing are, are prayers and praise. And that's a critical part of praying we you know in this in this american church we come with our shopping list so we're taught well here they are here's my list of prayers really when prayer is designed to be worship and to grow in intimacy with him so i hope those things help that's that's how i approach it brother that's very helpful genuinely and even giving the amen when others are because i do think that's something we wonder about when someone else is praying and you're mm-hmm. like what am i supposed to be doing right now oh you, you know sometimes the guys will be praying and i'll repeat what they've said and, it, and initially when they would first come they go wait a minute, is he interrupting me no no he's just agreeing with me and he's praying to the father with me and that's an encouragement for them mm-hmm. even when scripture talks about things like where two or three are gathered i'm there and we know god's everywhere mm-hmm. So why even make a comment like that? And I think of that of prayer as well, because there's a special way that he's there yeah. and a special way he's there when we're praying in agreement. That's, That's right. Amen. One other question I have that is, it's not unique to us in any sense, but at the moment, Faith Bible does tend to have a lot of young married couples, often with young children. Mm-hmm. And so even if people aren't being distracted while they're having a set time of prayer, it's just hard to have undistracted undivided time when there are kids there's job and of course i know i say that about young marrieds with kids but this applies to i don't know anyone who's not busy i mean even my retired friends are busy right so my question here is for those who just feel so busy that they can't even imagine getting an uninterrupted period of time to pray do you have any counsel or help for them Mm -hmm. yeah i you know, thankfully, I went to work, you know, but Betsy stayed home with four young girls. And I come home at night and I would see that, you know, they're yours now, buddy, you know, because uh, I've been pressed all day long. I think of the life, Bryce, of Sus- Susanna Wesley, I believe. And you probably, I see your, your eyes clean because, <laughs> you know, what, with 19 kids, uh, I, I've just heard stories of her in the middle of the kitchen while the kids are everywhere, just pulling her apron up over her head in the middle of the kitchen and just going to worship. 
uh, I just think uh, you, 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 you make time, you, you, you get the children to the point where they're disciplined, where they know mom needs to have some quiet time, so can you be quiet? And then I think, I think of uh, John Payton, if I'm uh, describing uh, his name correctly. His father, if you've, if you've read his, uh, his, uh, the biography about him, his father had that room in the middle of the house. And the children knew that when he went in there, they were to be quiet because they knew that he was lifting their names up before the Father who is in heaven. So I think it takes some training. First, first of all, but it takes separating uh, yourself uh, from the distractions of the world just for a moment. And you know, if you have five minutes in the morning, five minutes at noon, five minutes in the afternoon, five minutes, you know, you've, you've accumulated some pretty decent time of prayer. Uh, the last thing I think for couples is that they need to, there need to be handoffs so that each parent, if they're following Jesus, can have some quiet, good quality quiet time whether that's in the evening when everyone's home or in the morning before everyone leaves. Like tomorrow morning, you have the kids, Bryce, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my quiet time for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, and the next day we switch it up, and, and, and we just tag team it that way. So that's my, that would be my advice to young, young parents. you got to be intentional. There's nothing more. The best thing we can be doing is praying. It's the highest... It's the highest uh, form of practice for any Christian. And the devil laughs at a prayerless church and at a prayerless Christian. Uh, but he's, he, he, he shivers when he sees a man and a woman committed to prayer because he knows that God uses men and women who pray. Mm-hmm. Jeff, thank you so much for this counsel, which is invaluable for us, someone who's been walking with the Lord a long time and serving him, for you to take some time so that we can strengthen our prayer lives. I just really appreciate you doing that. My pleasure, brother. Someone listening to this might be in a season where it is rather busy and they have given up on that uninterrupted period of time. (laughs) They've pulled their hair out and thought this is just not possible or maybe they've settled into just flare prayers, that's all I'm doing, or as you go prayers and that is it and have not really focused on going in the closet alone. Whatever the case may be, may God help us all now to think this way. Mm